Hi, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So, how was your week? It was terrible. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of what course. happened? <laughs> well, you know, like that movie, uh, Panic Room? Yeah, with Jodie Foster. With Jodie Foster. Like, she's like hiding in a panic room the whole time <laughs> yeah, with her daughter, as per the, the title. title. kind of gives it away. Well, I just... I feel like her insofar as like I wish I had a panic, a panic room. room. Like, Except you live in an apartment. I live in an apartment in Long Island City. City. But like I just I want a brownstone but with a panic, panic room. room. Can I be in there with you? Yes. Do I you think we beef? need to just do you, do you close. have enough beef jerky for us to eat for three well, months? Well we went to the beef jerky outlet. <laughs> That's true. Okay, let's dig deeper. This is this week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go, you need to let it go, need to let it go. Okay, welcome everyone. We usually start with an elephant in the room, which is the one topic that. We have to address. You have to address. But this week is special. Why is this We're week fighting. different from all other? We've been fighting. There's been, there's been <laughs> dueling tension. Ev- elephants. We have dueling elephants. We each have an elephant in the room. And uh, dear listeners, we would like you to weigh in. We would like you to tweet us after hearing these segments and tell us which do you think is the real elephant which is the in the bigger room. Elephant. Which is the bigger elephant. Which has the bigger tusks. <laughs> okay. So um, I can't believe I'm even saying you this name. You can go first. I can't, be- you- I can't believe I'm even saying this name in the context of real news, but my elephant is Omarosa Manigault whatever. Stalworth, Newman. Stalworth, Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so quick recap for anyone who doesn't know who she is. You'd have to be under a rock, I suppose. She's this reality star person who was on The Apprentice like 10 years ago. She's been on many subsequent reality shows with Donald Trump. More than 10 years ago. More than 10 years ago. 15 years ago, yeah. When when he was elected, he gave her this do-nothing position, which is, I don't know, outreach to the African-American community, and he hates African-Americans, so she had nothing to do. She got paid $180,000 a year. Year, then she just got fired. She made a scene. But we just found out that she was tape recording the whole thing the whole time, heard him allegedly using the N-word and all sorts of other nasty things. And she has a book called Unhinged. Unhinged, which unhinged. we don't know who it's referring <laughs> to. She's kind of unhinged. He's kind of unhinged. But I think these two people deserve each other. They They're both definitely terrible deserve people. Each other. Here's, here's the thing. I think on This Week in Nope, we should have a contrarian take on Omarosa because I would say the you know comparing the two evils trump is so much more evil than anyone else i think anyone who can like you know tear into him i'm on their side so here we are i'm going to try and make the case for omarosa Okay. I mean, I too, I feel like anything I say has to be like, she's an asshole, but, you know, but like, we don't, yeah. Both sides. Both sides. (laughs) (laughs) Both sides. Okay. Okay. So here's the first plus. The first plus is she is the only person in the Trump White House with government experience. The only one. The only person. Now, this is a little known fact, but she actually worked in the Clinton administration. Mm -hmm. Um, Her job was she um, sealed envelopes. For Al Gore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Very high level. Um, But okay, that's like she was young. She was making her way up. She did kind of interny work. And then she got promoted into the Commerce Department. um, And she was promptly fired. Like Why was she very fired? quickly? Well, basically for the same reason she was fired from the Trump White House. Cheryl Shavers, the uh, undersecretary of commerce at the time, said, quote, she was asked to leave as quickly as possible. She was so disruptive. One woman wanted to slug her. OK, well, it sounds like she, <laughs> she like, stands up for what she believes. She's always in. been the same. <laughs> right. she, she's, she's been the 
consistent. <laughs> she is, if nothing else, she is consistent. Okay, so that's a plus. Number two plus, she is a visionary. So we discussed this. She is the OG reality TV villain. Now they're a dime a dozen. Every show has a villain. But she was so far beyond. She was so evil on this show. She basically invented the genre. She invented the character of, of the villain on reality television. She's the equivalent of Lucille Ball sitcoms. Oh, like, yeah. No, she, she's like a precog in Minority <laughs> Report. You know, that Tom Cruise movie where she could see it coming. She the saw era. head to the era of extreme, ex- extreme behavior. <laughs> yes. She's a seer. She's a sorceress. She's a, she's a sorceress. Yes. <laughs> she's a Wiccan. Uh, and I give her credit for that. And she has credibility. She has many degrees, or one degree from a good school, Howard University. She's a preacher. Yep. I believe she's had past lives, so she could draw upon that experience as well. And and, you know, she she's a her, high priestess. She, OK, now put yourself in her situation. Here's number three. She spoke her truth with carrying around that recorder. If you were walking around and your boss was using the N word, I mean, yeah, that's record the, it. That's the way to do it. Of course. Now, they're they're the idiots for letting her in the White House in the first place they, and not having any security for letting her carry a fucking iPhone recorder around. She's been like this from the beginning. They let a fox into the hen house. They let a chicken into some diapers. <laughs> <laughs> They're surprised when she shits yeah, in them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane. What else did you expect? But there was one explosive, speaking of diapers, there was one explosive yeah, we must revelation that, so, that transcends all the others. <laughs> so this book, Unhinged, it had a number of revelations of questionable veracity. This is, she said that Donald Trump, one time she came into his office with michael cohen and he ate a piece of paper <laughs> so that he didn't to destroy, like, to to destroy, destroy evidence, evidence. <laughs> okay wait the visual there is incredible can you just see him looking she walks in he looks up and he just stuffs it into his mouth i feel like he's the type of person who just eats paper on a regular <laughs> like basis like that value? kid in class who like, like ate glue, glue. <laughs> you know like that's him but so he puts the cra- crayons up their nose yeah but the craziest thing is that michael cohen the lawyer whose office and home was raided by the fbi he went on twitter this week to say that he's never seen donald trump eating paper oh and he's a reliable and narrator then, and then donald trump retweeted him <laughs> So like, Trump feels like, like he needs to rebut every charge against him, no matter how lunatic. And so, the, yeah, so this is a situation where you have three people with, like, no credibility. Like, and you I know have... this is a thing, but could you imagine <laughs> President Barack Obama, A, eating paper? <laughs> B, We've... Tw- what is he going to eat? The Harvard Law Review? <laughs> We've gone so far beyond. This is disgusting. Like... Put me in the panic room and throw away the key. No, no. to the Omarosa haters. Let's embrace. Her. Let's embrace but, okay, her. Before we draw our final verdict, let's hear about your elephant in the room. Let's see how they how their their battle. My their elephant, elephant battle. is is much more interesting, okay. I think, <laughs> than even this. Well, we so, should have started with that. So Grimes and <laughs> Elon Musk held a New York City. Wait, we gotta back up. Not everybody's been listening <laughs> no, forever. I'm, okay. Yeah. So okay. So Grimes. Azalea Banks is a rapper from New York. Yes, okay. I'm going to just tell you who the players are in the situation. <laughs> it's like the beginning of a Shakespeare yes. play, like the players. <laughs> Grimes. How can I describe Grimes? I guess she's a Canadian space obsessed EDM recording artist from 
from Toronto. Perfect. I don't know who's, who's dating Elon Musk. Who's dating Elon Musk. Who is, you know, serial entrepreneur, know. SpaceX. Know. Okay, we know. Um, okay, so this is a story that played out in the medium of our time, Instagram stories. Okay. Yeah. And it probably would have played out on Twitter, but Azalea Banks's Twitter account was suspended, banned from Twitter two years ago because she made a racist comment about a member of the group One Direction. <laughs> We're all white. Which, which, and it's which like, is like... It's like these twinks, right? So much worse than Alex Jones <laughs> summoning an army to murder the media and gets like a seven-day suspension. Like, okay. But anyway, I, I digress. Okay. So Azalea Banks was in Los Angeles last weekend to record music with Grimes. Okay. Okay. So they were going to do some it's collaboration. A about... It's like Kenny Loggins and, and Dolly, and Dolly Parton, Parton. Islands in the Stream. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Hi, kids. <laughs> so uh, Azalea Banks went to Elon Musk's mansion in L.A. and she was held hostage all weekend, oh my basically, God. because the couple they disappeared, and there she was. Elon and Grimes disappeared. They, they were, left Azalea Banks locked. They just in? left her in the lurch. <laughs> they left her in the lurch with her iPhone in the vestibule, and so she Could had she no call choice. Someone? She had no choice but to tell her truth. <laughs> To tell Wait, her story. Calling someone or the rescue squad or a friend that were like someone with, uh, what's that called? Like the log that breaks into the castle? Yes. No. 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 She wanted to tell it as it was happening. Okay. So she took to Instagram stories. And so to back it up a bit, to give you some context, a week ago, Elon Musk tweeted that he was going to take Tesla private at $420 a share. Right. Which, and then we found it was going to be financed by the Saudi sovereign fund. Right. And then Goldman Sachs. And then it was revealed that neither of them really confirmed <laughs> been interest. Told about this. <laughs> and today he was subpoenaed from the SEC for stock manipulation. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, uh, it was... After he did that, he was freaking out, okay. as one would, I right? Would, yeah. So in the wake of it, uh, Grimes was consoling him all weekend. And she's a good girl. That's why she could not attend to Azalea Banks. And <laughs> by attend, you mean let her out of the house? <laughs> <laughs> or just or say hello? It just, just doesn't ring true to me. I'm still hung up on why didn't Azalea let herself out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but she, she starts was telling One the, Direction, like, blackmailing her? I, I don't know. She was locked in. She was in the panic room. She, she said, LOL. This was in her Instagram story. I waited around all weekend while Grimes coddled her boyfriend for being too stupid to know not to go on Twitter while on acid. So oh. basically, he was... Dosing. This is a thing in okay. Silicon Valley. Yeah, 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 the yeah. executives are taking psychedelics. Thank you, Michael Pollan, for your wonderful book. And so she also said that they wanted to have a threesome with her, that Elon Musk had pork skin and froggy <laughs> eyelids and wore hair plugs <laughs> and took steroids. Okay. Wait, the most, most shocking thing there is the pork skins. I don't know. Which what... I love. Beef jerky and pork skins. I don't know. I never heard somebody described that way. But... <laughs> that is a unique. But, okay, Azalea, she's a wordsmith. And so she wound up getting, she was trending. She was the number one trend on Twitter, even though she's not even on Twitter, which I think is a fucking <laughs> accomplishment. Well, it was hashtag her, not at 
Azalea because she doesn't have any. No, account. no, no. Right, but okay. yeah, but it was hashtag Azalea Banks. But anyway, this behavior is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Grimes, no. Grimes. No, when you invite a recording artist to your home, do not lock, do not imprison them. <laughs> do not imprison them. <laughs> you just say hello. Give give her a Tesla. Say, give her a key. Give her, give a, her key. a key. <laughs> give her the give her the access code for the security system. Say explore the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm attending to my no, boyfriend. No, 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 no. Okay, so we're done with the no. segment now. There's two elephants. There's the Omarosa haters. There's Grimes and her crew and Elon. So please tweet us at Rachel D at Brian Heck. Tell us which you think is worse. Um, and if you do, how about this as a little thing? If you do, we will give you a name check. We will shout out your name in the next episode. Okay, that's a pretty good win. All right. Okay. I, I wish you would have checked with me before offering <laughs> that. But... To that. <laughs> okay, fine. We're a democracy okay. here. We each have veto power. No, no, no. Okay, we're 13 minutes into this podcast, and we have a lot of material to cover. So why don't I hand it off to you? Okay. Um, for something something more serious. So yes, it, it's very hot this summer, and <laughs> yes, it's sir. even hotter in Japan, right? <laughs> if you say so, climate I change been is, is real, and they've had this unprecedented heat wave, and it's killed like 70 people. It's very serious, but they also have very crowded subways in Japan. I've been there. Yeah, they do. Um, And the good news is, (laughs) should you ever find yourself on a Japanese subway stuck in 110 degree heat wedged into someone's (laughs) armpit, you may be able to find out about the hottest new beauty product. I'm telling you about armpit ads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you have reading material. Yeah, at least, yeah. I mean, so like just when you thought that the last square inch so, of the right, human body has had been... been appropriated by <laughs> capitalism, here we are. Here it's we the are. Armpit. Are it's they the shaved arm- armpits? So they hire models. It's called the Wakino Ad Company. And Waki is Japanese for armpit. And they pay them about 10,000 Japanese yen, which is like 90 per hour. 90 cents. $90 per hour. Oh, it's by the hour. It's not like you get it and you just go about your day and get a flat fee. It's by the hour. No, they decorate your armpit. They put you on (laughs) the subway. Is a permanent tattoo or kind of a henna thing? It's like a henna. It's like a painted armpit thing. Hopefully you don't sweat proof. (laughs) I don't know. And you hang. You're a strap hanger. And you put your armpit in everybody's face. And hopefully they you don't smell too Do you bad. Get a bonus if you're if there's like proximity if you like move close like <laughs> snuggle you... <laughs> your armpit into someone's face. I think you should get a bonus for that. Yeah, I mean that's a great I think idea. That enhances. I think it's a distraction. It enhances from the unpleasant uh, experience of being in a crowded subway. I, I'm for this. No, this is disgusting. <laughs> no? I mean, no, we need we need freedom. I don't want to look in anyone's armpit. You know what's going to happen, New York. For those of you who don't know, they're shutting down one of the most crowded trains, the L train, and everybody's going to have to either take other trains or whatever it is. I think this is the perfect time to launch this in New York City. We should protest. <laughs> we, we should protest. Have a protest we have, armpit we campaign. We should have protest slogans in our armpits. <laughs> well, Fight armpit with armpits. Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting. There was this Ad Week essay about this. People are just like pontificating. Afraid, a piece in Ad Week. <laughs> yes. About <Fuck> medium. It's <laughs> right. Ad Week. It's Ad Week. Um, and, and he was encouraging Cynthia Nixon to do this because she's so vocal about the state of disrepair she's of our subways. about everything, yes. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I don't think, no, <laughs> no. No armpits. Cynthia Nixon is too smart for this. She has beautiful armpits. <laughs> I've never paid attention to them. No, no armpit advertising. It's bad enough in the subways. Speaking of things that <laughs> blow into your face, I don't know. <laughs> what, what a transition. Here is. What a segue. Um, uh, there's a new candy called Dragon's Breath. 
and it is a sensation. It is a frozen dessert. It is made from cereal dipped in liquid nitrogen. Everything is being dipped in liquid nitrogen these days. It's a driest world. We're just living in it. And what it does is you eat it, and then you blow it out, and there's a smoke-like condensed moisture that makes it like it's a dragon's breath. It's science. Right. It's amazing science. (laughs) Like Bill Nye, the science guy, is super impressed. So, of course, it's a social media phenomenon. There are now all kinds of YouTube and Instagram videos of children demonstrating different, quote, smoking Technique, so it's teaching them to smoke. Um, there's only one problem. It <laughs> what could burns your come? mouth. Yes, it melts your mouth and your internal organs. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the temperature of it is between minus 196 <laughs> and minus 320 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And it causes frostbite, skin tissue damage, and possibly suffocation. Yeah, they use that stuff to like burn off like skin lesions. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or like have a, a gastro trickery molecular gastronomy thing. Molecular gastronomy. That's right. Okay. So um, authorities are across the country are cracking down, especially in Suffolk County, Long Island, uh, where is very close to where we grew up and where the Hamptons Beach location is. All the stupidest people (laughs) live there. The stupidest people live there. Um, And the chickens are coming home to roost. (laughs) There are consequences to this idiocy. Um, A man in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, decided to try this who is being dispensed at the Haywood Mall. Okay. The food court. They're just really just dispensing this. Like well, I mean, in, you have to pay for it's it. Not it's like, not like a it's not freebie. like a black market, but there's like legitimate eateries that are like dispensing this. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes, it's like you can get like the dipping dots. No, like those this is things. terrible. You can get this. Okay. Um, and he's suing because uh, as soon as he ate it, um, he had sudden and intense pain, and then his mouth filled with blood. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's more and like he didn't die but there was like a coroner's report like a medical <laughs> like statement. an autopsy of yeah, his mouth yeah. it said it was the, the the formal diagnosis was it was an ulceration of right buccal i guess that mouth means mouth surface with bloody ooze from right wound uh edge at the base of the ulcer from dragon's breath this is bloody ooze. There's so many things to eat. We live in a world of <laughs> culinary delights. But if there's something that makes it, it's like Pop Rocks. Remember when we were kids, there was a Pop Rock scare that Mikey died from Pop Rocks? From mixing Pop Rocks like and soda. soda. But it's not true. That was nonsense. That was an urban legend. Okay, so what do you think? Are you going to give AJ Dragon's Breath? No. <laughs> AJ it. actually loves this book called Dragons Love Tacos about dragons that I the, eat. I know it. I know yeah. it. Something they love tacos. Then dragons love breath. dragon's breath. <laughs> no, no, no dragon's no breath. Dragon's breath. Shut it down. Just Wake ban up. It. Get a brain. Ban it. Okay. What do you have next? So, like, everything is so confusing these days. That's, and, a, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> and among the things that are confusing are press releases. Okay. These things are supposed to... Most people to... don't get... You get press releases. Most people don't get them. That's right. not a typical. If, you have to be in the biz, in the industry. If you're in the media business, you sometimes get press releases. And I, I have a friend who I used to work with at the Wall Street Journal, Christina Binkley. She now writes for The New Yorker oh, and other places. Byline, yeah. yeah. And um, she posted a snippet of a press release that she got. And I said, you have to send me this whole thing because this is insane. So she sent it to me. And I'm going to read it because <laughs> we need to unpack what is going on here. And okay. I don't know if it's us. Or maybe we've aged out of the demographic <laughs> or if For nobody those of you around the world who are fascinated by the cult of New York media. Here's a little 
insight into it. Okay, so... Okay, I'm going to try not to laugh as I'm reading this. From London, Milan to Tokyo, the legendary Gumball 3000 celebration <laughs> is making its way to the States. Los Angeles, to be exact. Gumball 3000 is hosting a chance for L.A. to snag exclusive gear at the Leverage. The event is powered by Kappa. The pop-up will feature the official Gumball 3000 times Kappa collection. Wait, I'm going to stop you. <laughs> There's not a single word in that press release that makes sense. I know. Gumball 3000? Kappa collection. Uh, This presupposes a lot of knowledge of the world of gumballs. (laughs) That's even what it is. I don't know. Let me me go on. It's a limited quantity as seen on Wonderset. Talent members (laughs) from the Clout Gang and FaZe Clan to brighten the festivities. (laughs) These pop-up days include a large luxury car meetup on La Brea that you <laughs> that you don't want to miss. <laughs> We'd love to invite you. <laughs> We'd love to invite you for an exclusive media preview before the official launch. I'm there. <laughs> she was she was so confused. <laughs> I want to commit suicide. What is it? Like you just stand in the middle of La Brea and get pummeled by Gumball. (laughs) We are post-word. We are post-truth. Like I, I. I don't have words for these words. Did like an algorithm make this? (laughs) Like bad algorithm. This is like. What does this mean? It's like refrigerator magnet poetry. Who responded to this? Who went to this event? What is Gumball 3000? If you know, listeners, please. Please tell us. But in the meantime, no. No, no, I can't even. No, I'm sapped of energy. (laughs) Laughter. Please, please stop sending these. We have nothing else to say about it. I think it speaks for itself. (laughs) I think the only antidote to that is cocaine nuns. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay. This is about a Missouri nun named uh, Denise Marie Woodrum, na- aged 51. She is a sister of the adorers of the blood of Christ. Sounds serious. She was caught in the Sydney airport with two pounds of cocaine hidden in her high heels. Wait, so she's an Australian nun? No, she's from... Kansas from Missouri. <laughs> what was she doing in Sydney? I'm about to get there. Stay with me. Okay. Um, upon investigation, they were meant for a mystery man named Henrik Cornelius. Mm. Yes. And according to the authorities, she was groomed to provide a financial gain to this person, Henrik Cornelius, whatever person or persons it was behind this identity. So here's the backstory as well as we know it. Uh, poor sister Denise, um, came out of a failed marriage. I guess that preceded her nunnery-ness. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. And she had health problems confusing. and then financial problems. And of course, like many of us do in times of trouble, she turned to the internet and she met Henrik online. Um, and they exchanged hundreds of texts. She was deeply in love, not just with Christ, but also <laughs> not with, just with the blood of Christ, but with Henrik Cornelius. Um, then mysteriously, she flew within the course of a few days from Missouri to Texas 
to Trinidad and Tobago, (laughs) (laughs) to Suriname, (laughs) where she texted someone mysterious called Stacy. Okay. <laughs> Not Stacy Schultz, I hope. Just someone named Stacy. So, and then she went to Sydney where she was caught with the cocaine, two pounds of cocaine in her high heels. Wait, like so, into the heels. I don't know how much, I can't picture what two what pounds of cocaine nuns is. wear high heels? <laughs> okay. It was a dead giveaway. That's the least of the questions. <laughs> how does she not, I mean, if she's pleading ignorance, like how did she not know what she was smuggling? She's like blithely is traipsing around the-, the Caribbean and South America and, and like stuffing her heels. Was she a nun at this point? Or was yeah, she, she's been a nun throughout. But she's in love with Henrik? Yes, this is disloyal. while she's being a nun. This is disloyal, disloyal to, to the blood. To the blood of Christ to which she is avowed. I know. Wow. This is a terrible story. But I, I, I mean, what are the morals here? The moral, I guess you can't trust anyone. That uh, Everyone's a grifter. Everyone's a grifter. Henrik is probably the least of the grifters. At least he had intent. He knew what he was doing. He was just taking advantage of this poor, vulnerable nun. So he was sending her on this journey, and she was just she like— She was doing it for love. She was she, doing it for love. Uh, we don't know. She looked like she needed money. She might have needed that money. She might have just needed his love and affirmation. I don't even know if the, he was in Sydney. He was the, just she was just muling it to Sydney. Another question. So the cocaine was stored in the heels. Yes. So how do you even do that? <laughs> how do you even walk? Like what kind? Of, like, I think it was, was primarily it in her heels, and then it was also there was supplementary heels in her baggage. <laughs> That got sniffed out. This is insane. There's <laughs> okay. so many better ways okay. to smuggle. This Sister is, Denise Sister, Marie Woodburn. It is clear you do not have experience do, in this field. And you do field. not have what it takes to be a good <laughs> drug mule. There are not many requirements, but you do not have them. No. 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 Shut it down. Don't try this again. Just go to jail Just for a while and repent. Just go back to your convent. Go back to your convent. Okay. Okay. What's next? Okay. Well, you know, we talk about salads a lot on this podcast. We're but obsessed with salads. Poisonous romaine, chopped salads, not chopped salads. We will never stop chopping. But, you know, Brian, for the past few weeks, there's been like a lull in the salad news. And I thought we were through the woods. I thought the the ratings were going to plummet. They've actually been very, very good. But here we are. Are you saying we're back at the salads? We're back. So there's been some really scary news this week in the world of salads. Uh Um, There was a cyclosporine parasite outbreak at mcdonald's sounds scary at mcdonald's yes and do they still serve salads i know they they try to be healthy yeah so they're they still have salads but salads with cyclosporine in them (laughs) does it have mcranch dressing because then i'm in (laughs) i mean it has whatever dressing you want you know yes so there have been 436 cases reported so far with 20 hospitalizations that's a lot that's a lot of hospitalization and so the paris this parasite is the result of fecal matter in food which is just gross. But that happens, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to think about it. I mean, it it they they traced it and they found it was uh par- like attributed to a regional lettuce supplier called Fresh Express. <laughs> not <laughs> maybe, not so maybe much. Maybe they should cut down on the express in the interest of like focusing on the fresh. Fre- yes, exactly. <laughs> a little less express, a little more fresh. <laughs> so McDonald's says they've severed ties with Fresh Express, but you know they still pulled the salads from the shelves of. Well, okay. So here's the real question. Why are they still serving salads? This is a a common theme that we have. It's like, stick to what you know. Like IHOP and IHOP, don't sell burgers, just sell pancakes and certainly don't put it in your name, right? Exactly. Why is McDonald's, like, isn't it just a 
one Does thing. Does anyone buy the salads? I mean, I could think of nothing sadder and more depressing than like being hospitalized, <laughs> like one of these 20 people for having a salad at McDonald's. Like your family coming to visit you when you're sick. It's like, what happened to you? Like I had a salad at McDonald's. That's like just the worst. I was trying to be healthy. It's almost, yeah, it's like, it's so sad. There's just something very it's, it's worse lifetime. Than a, it's worse than a desk salad. It's, it's worse than a desk lunch salad. Lifetime miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a special movie. No, it's, like, it's a whole miniseries. Okay. No, please don't eat McDonald's salads. Just, just don't. Stop. Just get the ranch dressing and like pour it into your mouth. That's what I would and do. Get like chicken nuggets or get a Big Mac or, or go to Chick-fil-A and... No, yeah. no, 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 no. Don't say that. That's horrible. Go to Chipotle. They'll make you sick in a different way. <laughs> well, at least, right. They'll make you sick. What have... is wrong? Just eat at a real fucking restaurant. Go where they sit down and there's a waiter in their silverware and just eat that food. I mean, not everyone has a Westville. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a New York diner. Okay. Okay. No, okay, just no. stop. Stop McDonald's. Stop serving salads. Stop salad. serving salads. Stop eating Take them. it if off the menu. Eating, if you stop eating them, they'll stop serving them. That's the way capitalism works. Good. No. Okay. Okay. I'm going to move back to our president. We got to we got to start wrapping up here. So, we all knew when well, they all knew when they elected him that he didn't know very much about the world or about current events or current affairs or the world, you know, anything. Or about anything. Or about anything really, right? But only now we're beginning to realize the details of this and how it could cause real damage. Mm-hmm. So, we're getting like horrifying details of exactly what he does and does not understand about the world. He doesn't understand anything about the well, world. Well, okay, okay. The, the details are pretty gruesome. So Politico ran a great piece about this. So the number one thing he doesn't understand is he doesn't understand the concept of time zones. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's a different time around the world. So there was a time that, you know, he wanted to talk to Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in the middle of the afternoon. And he said, get him on the phone. And they sort of said, um, he's like 80 years old and it's two in the morning there, like, probably. Probably, And he like maybe. insists, it's one of his things that when he wants to speak to someone, like he speaks to them immediately because he talks to like Rupert Murdoch at one in the morning. Right, because he'll forget it in five right. minutes. <laughs> right, because he's in severe mental decline. <laughs> and apparently uh, the National Security Advisor was McMaster. He would just mur- murmur, oh, well, we'll try to set it up at some point. And, but, but he did get through and uh, a friend President Emmanuel Macron, who's like a cool dude and has an on on and off relationship with Trump. He has such BDE, by the (laughs) way. He has such BDE. He said Trump would call him in the middle of the night, quote, just to check in, just to shoot the shit, because they got shit to shoot. Um, And Macron was like, hey, like, what are we talking about here? And it would just go on and on and on. So terrible. So that's one where it has real ramifications, because not only do they hate him, they think he's fucking crazy. And he's waking them up in the middle of the night and <laughs> inhibiting no their way ability. to like get some on someone's bad side. Than to call them in the middle of the night just to shoot the that's shit. That's an act of war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's an act of war in and of itself. <laughs> but there's another problem. He has problems with map skills. Not a shocker. Um, I mean, yeah. But he also has problems with pronunciation. So um, there was the, the Prime Minister of India, President, I don't know, President Prime Minister of India was about to visit and his uh, aides were briefing him. They were looking at a map of South Asia. And um, first of all, there's uh, Nepal and Bhutan that are like wedged in there. And he didn't know what they were. And he thought they were part of India. And he was just like, what is all that stuff in between? And then <laughs> when he was meeting with... The, with the head of India? With Modi? With Modi, yes. Um, he called Nepal nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and he called Bhutan button. 
<laughs> which are conceptually similar things, visually similar. So yes, wedged in the middle of India are is nipple and button. And then he ate the map. <laughs> <laughs> So no, Trump, get some geography lessons, get some pronunciation lessons. I'm not shocked by this, but yet the details no. always no. never fail to depress me. No, no. no. Map no, skills, no, no. yes. No. Trump, no. Okay, what's next? I want to talk about the scandal of our time. <laughs> or at than, least of this week. Worse than nipples and buttons <laughs> in South Asia? Um, the scandal of this week. It's, you know, we, we've talked about grifters. and It's all grifters. Everyone's a grifter. Everyone's a grifter. Some are grift products like coffee. Others grift money. And here's a case of two lunch lady sisters from Connecticut, Joanne Pascarelli <laughs> and Maureen Wilson, who were charged with larceny for stealing half a million dollars from a high school cafeteria. Half a million dollars? Yes. Is that even the total revenue of a high school I mean, cafeteria? It's, it's they over, were just pocketing it? So they say it was over the course of five years, but <laughs> it may so have actually... dollars a year, like... <laughs> It may have actually run for 15 years, but the statute of limitations <laughs> <laughs> makes them, they can only be charged for five. I'll figure out the math Okay. And so the New York Post headline was brilliant. It was hot lunch. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but who knew how much money goes through that's high school incredible. cafeterias? And it's the importance of trust. Like, people steal money in the most unlikely of places. You think, what's more innocent in giving than a lunch lady? It's a thankless job. Everyone makes fun of them. It's terrible. It's a, you know, they, they work really hard. And little do we know that that alleged minimum wage they're making they're pulling in six figures yeah because of the grift well they they overdid it you know when like it gets easy and right you, it's like you the just movie keep, war games yeah he's like skimming a penny you and then you keep skim going a and then you right. try a little more and but they siphoned off so much that the logs for the registers showed no cash <laughs> at all for each so they couldn't make change. school year. <laughs> they couldn't make change. So there was nothing. They were like breaking hundreds. <laughs> there was nothing coming in. There was nothing going out. For the sloppy out. Joes. So no. <laughs> no. If you're going to run a lunch cafeteria heist, do it bit by do bit. Do it better. Do it, do, do it a penny at a time like Matthew Broderick in War Games. No. 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 no and no. kids, watch your lunch money. See where it goes into the register and keep your eye on the lunch ladies. You never know, you what, never their, know. what their malevolent motivations are. Okay, this has been so terrible. Like, I, I don't even know how we made it through this. We have to somehow, like, break out of this panic room. We have to, like, s squeeze open the door and, and have a little sliver, ray of light. The sliver of light. Yeah, they this hope. is the time for our yups. This is the one thing that's this beacon of light, this ray of light that gave us hope to get through to the end of this podcast. Rachel, what's your yup? Yeah, so my yup goes to Stephen Miller's uncle and Bob Goodlatte's son. <laughs> I don't think who are those people? <laughs> so Stephen our Miller. international listeners may not know who Bob Goodlatte is. Please explain. So so Bob Goodlatte is the House Judiciary Chairman. Okay, he's okay. a he makes a good congressman. Good yeah, um, and he's horrible. And, and Stephen Miller is even worse. He's, he's a, one of he's the worst goblin. people on earth. He's the architect of our disgraceful immigration and policies. Despite being Jewish, he's an anti-Semite. And most despicably, he, he throws, throws out perfectly sushi. good sushi yes. on the street <laughs> just to school the libs. Yes. So Stephen Miller's uncle stepped up because he's actually like a very good person. He's a neuropsychologist for the Philadelphia affiliate of the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. And, and much actually, of his uh, family died in the Holocaust, were in the camps. Yes. And he wrote an essay for, uh, for Politico that said, Stephen Miller is an immigration hypocrite. I know because I'm his uncle. And he details the family's escape from 
from what is modern day Belarus in the early 20th century and really just out of sadness describes how depressing him. this is. So, you know, and he went on CNN and he was just a very eloquent person. And I hats off to you, Stephen Miller's uncle. Was he wearing a hat? name I don't know. But <laughs> was he wearing a hat? <laughs> he was not wearing a hat. Okay. But I took my hat off. You're not wearing a hat either. Okay. I was at the time. <laughs> I was wearing a, a hat. Fedora. Fed- yes. Um, and Bobby Goodlatte is the son of Bob Goodlatte. And he's actually supporting the campaign of Jennifer Lewis, a Democrat running for Congress to fill the seat held by his father. Oh, nice. So, And he's tweeting about it. And saying that he's, you know, his father's policies have been disgraceful. That's awesome. And, yeah. It's gone so far that it breaks family ties. And let's just see if Ivanka and Jared will ever follow that example and break from the moral disgrace that is the Trump administration. Right, right. Um, but yeah. yup, yup to those yep two to those honorable two. family members. My yup is... <laughs> much less serious. Um, I was delighted this week. I started tweeting about it. I was delighted to learn that in, you know, in they're scraping for new Broadway shows to make into musicals. And they're really, there's like a Go-Go's musical, which is supposed to be terrible. I'm excited for the Donna Summer musical. This yeah. is the gayest segment ever, or not even. My and, mom saw that. I oh, really? Yeah, she liked yeah. it? She liked it. And anyway, m- what I'm really excited about is that there was going to be Tootsie, the musical. The yeah. classic film with uh, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. If ever there was a film made for being a musical, it is Tootsie. That would be a scan. That movie would be a scandal today. Yeah, because it's a non-transgender. Well, he's not transgender. He just wears a. He's right. He opportunistically dresses in drag. Basically, yep. there's only one movie that I think would be a better musical than Tootsie. What? Love, Simon. Love, Simon would be such a okay. good musical. you know what? <laughs> no. This is a rule. No more mentions of Love, Simon. You don't make my rules. <laughs> we have veto power. It's a democracy. Okay. Okay. So so now, now we want to just talk to you. We are so grateful for the feedback we get. But Rachel, this week we got something extra well, special. I just, I got this note on LinkedIn from this guy. Oh, on LinkedIn? I thought yes. it was on Twitter. No, he said, he's not on Twitter. So he went on LinkedIn and found me and sent me a note. This guy, John Gerard, um, I hope I'm Probably pronouncing Gerhard, that. But... Ger- well, there's no H. So okay. Gerard, to say that uh, he learned about the podcast on Too Embarrassed Task. Thank you, Lauren Thank you, Good, Lauren for Good. That. And then he binged on 15 episodes 15, in two you days. You need to go have your stomach pumped. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's too that's many too episodes. too many for even us. <laughs> Ration I was, them. I was floored. But, um, Thank you. That's thank so kind you. of you. Thank you, John. Yeah, and he's. Uh, I, I went on his LinkedIn profile, and he works for the high-end lingerie purveyor La Perla. So, oh wow, so La we're Perla, big in the lingerie or, community. Yes, if you, all if right, you John. Thank you. This weekend. Thank nope. you for that. Yes. So, to all of our other listeners, please be like John. Get in touch with us, however you can. Twitter, LinkedIn, Carrier Pigeon, and tell everybody else about this. Shout it from the rooftops. Tweet us at Brian Hecht at Rachel D. Go to all your podcast things. Give us five give stars. Give us five stars. Nothing less than five stars no, will suffice. No, if it suffice. is, just go. Just, just don't, don't, don't bother. bother. <laughs> just don't bother. Um, we rate, don't want to hear. Subscribe. Um, Tell we're your so friends. Th- we're having such a ball. Uh, this has been a terrible, worse than usual. I think terrible. Maybe week. the worst ever. Maybe the worst ever. But try to have a better week. This has been this week in Nope, the podcast where we shut it down. 